Welcome to another episode of Love Hate Movie Reviews. I'm your host Sherry. And I'm your host Jay. In today's episode, we are reviewing Thor Love and Thunder. It came out on July 8th. Jay and I are a little bit behind this week. Life issues, you know how it goes. Jay's going to kick us off with the synapses. Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. However, his retirement gets interrupted by Gore the God Butcher, a galactic killer who seeks the extinction of the gods. So, first impressions, Sherry, what you got? Um, it was it was lacking somewhere. How so? Somewhere it it, it didn't connect for me. So, I wasn't feeling it. First impressions, I was I was disappointed. No. I was disappointed. Not even a little bit. I was disappointed. I thought I'd be more excited because Jane's character is back and we know that he was just sob story about her the whole time all the other movies were going on. Literally all. So it, it was lackluster in your opinion. Then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. See, for, excited about for it. me, it wasn't that though. Um, I think for some movies, you need to go in like, I don't want to say this, with with some of your brain turned off. And Love and Thunder was that to me. I went in because Thor is one of my least favorite Avengers. So when I went in, I was not expecting that much to begin with. And to be honest, I got what I was I got what I was expecting. It was just a They could have did better with the pace of the movie. Yeah, the, that, that too. But for me, know. I got I got what I Because I wasn't expecting much from the plot. Mm-hmm. It was what it was. It was just the delivery of it just wasn't as good See, as some of the I, other movies. This is, it had too for, much going okay, on. Okay, but for me it that's was all what over the place. For me, that's what Thor is supposed to be. He's a space Viking. It's supposed to be rock and roll music and bright colors and all. Like I, for me, I got exactly what I was what I was prepared to get in that movie. It it didn't it wasn't Shakespeare. And I think not every movie has to be this think piece where he was like, oh, is this lesson has to be learned or anything like that. So I, I it it was good for me. You feel me? Like I got first impressions. I'm I'm with it. <laughs> so this particular movie, Love and Thunder, picks up after Endgame. And it starts off with Thor paddling around with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And from what we can tell, he's I guess, bouncing back from the events of Endgame. He's, he's getting back into shape. Yeah. He's getting his act together. Uh, he's trying to get his mind right. But it's still like that, you know, a little tick in the back of your head. He's still, he's still pining over Jane, and you can tell. Yes. And he's trying to, I guess, fill it. Well, you know, he's trying to fill that empty space with right. something. So it's, finally, we get to see... What happened between him and Jane, first of all. So Jane is back. There's no secret to that. If you've seen the trailer, you've seen the card, the commercials, then you know that Jane is back. But Jane is actually back with a twist. Mm-hmm. And a she, twist that I like. Um is Mighty Thor. Yeah. She has his old hammer that crumbled into pieces. It chose her and now she She's has worthy of being a new Thor. Um so there's a new villain. Gore the God That's the, the second thing, and it's actually Christian Bale. Oh, yes, from from Batman Begins fame. Yeah, yeah. So, um, he does well in those kind of movies. I think he did okay. I had to look it up to see who it was. So you did? I knew it was him. I did not know it was him. I knew it was him. I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I didn't him. know it was him. So, I would say, um, even though I didn't like it, there were some things that I was impressed by, and that was one of them, that he okay. went from being Batman to being this villain, and it was seamless. I didn't know. I didn't hear the raspy Batman voice. You know, it was a completely <laughs> different voice altogether. So, right, um, right. shout out. Christian Bale, you're a good actor. 
Um, and yeah, so a few other minor characters um, are going to be in it, like all the other ones. Uh, um, um, Ty, I think it's a Ty Watiti. He returns yeah. as Core. Which I kept calling Craig. You kept calling him Craig for whatever reason. It was just hilarious, but yeah, he comes I back as Korg. I thought his name was Craig, okay? Come, yeah. So he comes back as Korg, and um, yeah. Tessa West, Thompson comes back as Valkyrie. Comes back as Valkyrie, and of course, if you've listened to these podcasts long enough, you know I have favorite actresses, and most of them are black, so shout out to Tessa Thompson. She is one of my favorites. All right, so now we're going to get into the review, and of course, spoilers are ahead, so if you haven't seen the movie... Now will be a good time to go check it out and then come back to the podcast. Okay, so of course the movie starts out with a dying gore on his planet. Daughter dies, wife dies, everybody's dead. He's praying to the yeah, gods. This whole civilization is yeah, dead. he's praying to the gods. The gods don't answer. What I liked was the fact that they even chose this character because it puts a different perspective. Since, you know, with Thor is a god and all of them, it puts a different perspective with the gods and showing, I guess, the more ruthless side of them. The real side the of real them. Side, because they, when you really think about it, Thor out here, he's a selfish guy. Right. He's just thinking about himself. He led his people to destruction. They don't want to talk about it. You know, yeah, he found them somewhere else to be but from the beginning he was of every thor movie as a god they lead their people to destruction all right so it was good to see that difference in this movie because the god that gore ends up meeting that he ends up killing he's celebrating this kill and he's you know he's yeah he's all about himself and having a good time and gore is like well how comes you didn't like answer and all this stuff and that's what triggers his his blatant disregard of this man's suffering is what triggers the events of the movie which right. was very interesting. And it and it, it, it leads on through the movie when we end up, where, I don't know where it was called, but it was where all the gods hang out. Oh, they had a name for it, and I'm not even going to try to. Yeah. It but was some obvious. I think it was called Omnip- it's where Zeus Omnipotence. Is. I think is what they called yeah. it. Yeah. And the, it's where <laughs> Zeus is, and it's wish. like this big show. And, and this grand display, and they're yeah. boasting and all this stuff. But it's like, wow, you're all doing this the entire you and Gore is going the around. People who worship them. Right, are suffering. And so that was just like, all right, cool. And I feel like in today's real world culture, it was the movie kind of like throwing shots to like, what has your religion really done for you? So that was yeah. that was interesting. Like yeah. you're praying and the gods aren't answering. Where are you willing? Because at the end, they ultimately had to do it themselves. Right. Thor and everybody involved had to go do it themselves, praying to the gods and worry. So that, that was kind of... It's like, hmm. I wonder if that's what they meant to do. But then all the gods weren't like that, though. No, of course not. Because there were gods that were protecting the people that they were in charge of protecting. Mm-hmm. But it was good. Like Jay said, it was good to see that extreme side of the gods in this universe that weren't taking care of their people and essentially creating their own villains. Because that's <laughs> exactly. how the god butcher comes along. You know, there's this sword and the sword empowers them to kill gods so it's like if he was treating if this particular god was treating his subjects a little bit nicer and maybe not letting them starve to death then maybe he wouldn't have chose violence and he'd be (laughs) right and you yourself as god sir would be alive right now right so um i guess that's one of the things where it just gets kind of obvious for me because i feel like every marvel movie the villain is created by the so the supposed hero. But in this case, it wasn't. It was created. The villain was created by the circumstances of the villain's like life and environment. Yeah. So that was nice. And that 
he he was scorned he was done wrong or scorned by a god and thor is a god so that's why thor is involved in this exactly because simply all gods must die essentially so that's how thor gets involved in all of this and he's going to go to a place where he can wish for all the gods to be dead so like we mentioned earlier jane returns and she has cancer yeah. I'm sad about that. So, but Jane the having reason. cancer, I feel like they definitely, you know how they want to kill a character off? Mm-hmm. And in certain movies, the only way you can kill a character off making them sick. is by giving them cancer, or making them sick, or just killing them all together. Mm-hmm. So, since Jane did not die during Endgame, now she's going to die for I, real. Yeah. So, but sad about that. The... I didn't like that because it was predictable. Mm hmm. Um, especially because, like we said, Thor's just been pining away at her. Right, and then when she pops, it's like, of course she's going to, something's going to happen. And seeing that they had a normal relationship during all of that, when he went with the Avengers Mm -hmm. and all the missions and stuff like that, she was around. So it was, it was weird because it seemed like they were broken up that whole time. But it wasn't, they were together that entire time. They were still together, they were on Earth, which was weird, but... Um, yeah, why didn't he have her in Asgard? I feel like she would have been a lot safer destroyed. there. Ah, oh, yeah, it was you're right. Yeah, but it was already destroyed. of course, her cancer is the reason why she's even she, she's yeah. even involved in all of the shenanigans is going to happen. How she becomes Mighty Thor. She hears the hammer calling out, or the fragments of the hammer calling out to her. She goes to New Asgard, and she becomes worthy. She becomes the new Thor. Yep. And I would like to say that that was indeed one of my favorite parts. In the entire movie, mm. I thought Jane and Thor. Mm. I thought it was. I thought it was amazing, yeah. and it involved a character that I wasn't. It involved a character that really didn't seem too useful, and it made her. It made her useful, and it was a good foil for Thor. And the gag between his his new hammer being jealous of <laughs> Stormbreaker being jealous and like sliding. The only reason into, I I like Jane being Mighty Thor was just. Because she wasn't the damsel in distress, but then she still ended up being the damsel in distress anyway. So oh, because it was, it, it what was, was the purpose of it her was being still, Thor? It was still killing. That was one of the parts I didn't like or understand. It was like it was still killing her in the end. And if the way anything, it, it, it was ended, killing her faster. It was so, but it got to show yeah. that despite this illness that she had, she was still willing to put it. That's why I liked her as she was willing to put in the work and fight regardless. Mm. So I. Well, rest in peace, Jane. Yeah, I respect that. She totally gets marked in the end, though. But yeah, she put in some work, and of course, Tessa Thompson does come back as Valkyrie. She was useful, but not to the degree that I thought. They took her out of the game. Yeah, they did fairly quickly. They injured her because, of course, you need Thor to be the hero the at the point. end. Yeah, but when they went to wherever it was the land of the gods they had a name for it i can't remember when it went to the land of the gods to get zeus's lightning bolt i thought for the sure the lightning bolt became useless it did i thought for that sure was the, that, she that was, was gonna yeah. end up using it she in the did. final battle with thor um jane's thor and they were gonna team up mighty and, thor and right thor, thor and the mighty thor and i thought valkyrie. and yeah. valkyrie right we're gonna get together and that fight. was the thing most of the props ended up being pretty useless because even the god butcher the, the sword, sword that he had that only built, actually mm-hmm. killed one god no, it killed a, he was going it killed two a, a well it killed a few other gods off screen so we all know in movie world 
it could mean that they're not really right, dead. They're just injured. So he only killed one <laughs> god on screen. Yeah, I and I'd other agree than that, that I'd agree know, that that most that, of the props were useless. Yeah, I, I didn't like like the way they framed him up to be like, oh, this ultimate killed this weapon and everything. But like the weapon, really, it was like. And then they destroyed it, it really yeah. fast. So. Yeah, that's that's. It was okay. The, it's one of the things I didn't like. They built him up to be this like, this ultimate villain. It was like it didn't it didn't pan out the way they thought it was going to. No, it didn't. It didn't. He was easily defeated because he was coming out of a place of hurt. Yeah. So that's another thing I, I'm starting to hate about Marvel <laughs> movies. Can we go back to having like remember villains when villains were villains? They didn't need to be like honestly the best like, villain they had was that. Thanos. That was well, even even he his, didn't care. He did well, not even care his, about nothing. Even his motivation was slightly like flawed. Flawed. Once you sat down, you thought about it. Yeah. And of course, one of the highlights in this movie is Thor's faithful sidekick Korg. Learn so much about <laughs> how he came to be and his two dads. And when they killed him, well, it was a bit it, of a fake out, though. It hurt. It was a fake out, but I had an emotional response, okay? Yeah. I was, that was he, one of the most... He was the comedy relief That's for right. Me. That's right. It wasn't Jane's cancer and her dying. It was It was the comedy <laughs> relief. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I even had a reaction in the theater, and I know other people around me were like, what's wrong with this woman? Mm-hmm. But I was really disappointed. I thought he was dead because even though he's corny, yeah. right. and he just calls Thor dude all the time, I don't know. I think he's funny. I yeah, thought I'd it admit, was funny, when he, and when I thought he when he died, got taken out, bad. when he got taken out, I did also. It's like, ah, oh, man, that's messed up. Because, <laughs> like I said, I like I like good comedy relief when it's good. And yes, he's corny, but his corniness is what makes his comedy relief good. Yeah, that's his thing is the fact that he's so corny. So when they took him out, it was like, I thought that was gonna make the movie a lot more serious. When they took him out, actually, after they took him out. It made the movie even more goofier. If that makes yeah, sense. because now he was just now he's just a talking head <laughs> or a talking face. Right, it's barely like a whole head. He's a talking face, and then um, when Valkyrie ties him to her hair and he's like <laughs> watching her back, like that was hilarious. So yeah, he's he moved up as one of, the one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things about the whole movie. So Russell Crowe played Zeus, and it was one of one of the highlights to me because usually you see him in like a serious role or something like that. But like he he was like funny and he let loose and he was like real animated and all over the place. Yeah, and I think he had hilarious. a musical number and everything. He did. He had a musical right, number. Like... He had a, a grand entrance because I know Thor wanted to um, wait until after, after the, entrance the entrance because he said he's known so, for his entrance. Right. So it was so good it was seeing like I'm, I like seeing that now. More serious actors like yeah. and he's like chilled out, funny, mellow. Like you know who I want to see next in something? Leonardo DiCaprio. I want to see him in the MCU. I want to see Leo play some <laughs> character in Marvel. I think that'll be awesome, man. That would be, yeah. So, likes and dislikes. What were some of the things that you liked that um, like stood out to you the most? So the effects for the ghost that God Butcher um, was putting out there, the way he kidnapped the kids, like love that the shadow effects the shadow effects they man they nice. i mean they, it was wasted i will say this i'm sorry thor but it was wasted on that movie i would uh. love to see it in like the next insidious 15 or whatever <laughs> <laughs> like, 
it would do the good the demon in, in effects a, in that yeah house. it would do so good in a in a scary I, movie. I agree with that because i actually i actually thought he would have been better um as like because he used it as like more of um like a like they were his his henchmen the little shadow creatures he yeah, created yeah. and it was wasted because it's like of course here's a here's villains that don't bleed and nothing like that so it didn't really seem like there was any urgency like, or any danger because right. you knew it was just shadow shadows creations. and there were spiders and stuff which you know yeah. like i shadowy spider in there is right. always scary i was hoping that gore himself would just be the just fight by him so he wouldn't need no type of like constructs no, or anything clearly like that, he but. needed something else because when you think about it the sword possesses you mm-hmm. to to kill gods you know it's the sword that has the ultimate power so you know he was weak and even he said it was still killing him mm. so once he no longer had the sword he died right there was that so, parallel between him and so Jane all of those effects and stuff like that had to come from the sword and i think that the sword could probably have its own movie because I, I well, like the ghost technically, things. off of and as a side note from the comics, the sword is alive. The sword, so the sword tef- definitely could have its own thing. The necro yeah. sword is technically a living thing. So yeah, I like that. I like Thor empowering the kids. That, that scene was, was awesome. Like it was a highlight for me because you know you guys been been listening to our podcast for a while, so you know you know if you go back a few episodes i always try to look for a hidden message and thor empowering the kids to ultimately beat up on these shadow figures on their own you know that's kind of how it should be in in regular modern day empower your kids to to look under the bed and defeat that monster and empower your kids to be able to do things and that's what he did and he didn't it didn't matter that they were kids. They were still able to do it. So I even liked the little girl with the teddy bear. And she was kicking yeah, she butt was, with that teddy bear. I think it shot bear. lightning from his eyes. Yeah, it shot lightning <laughs> from its eyes. And she was just super empowered with this teddy bear. So, yeah, I like that. I like that. It, it drove an important message home. I don't know if everybody caught it because everybody doesn't always go looking for hidden messages in movies. Right. But... Um, that was definitely one that I was like, wow, that's, that's good. That's good. And I wonder if they put that there purposely, but that's what you want to do. You want to empower the next generation to do, to do the fight. To do better than you did. Not just do better than you did, but just to be able to get in, get into the fight and be successful because you've empowered them to do so. So then they don't have that fear once he empowered them, they weren't afraid anymore. The whole time they were afraid. They were, afraid. Like, yep. they were terrified. The whole time they were terrified. They were afraid. They were kidnapped. They were separated from their parents. But once he empowered them, it was the one moment throughout the whole movie they weren't afraid. And that's powerful. So I really like that. You know, everything else. Everything else. But I like that part. So yay to that part. <laughs> what about so you? Of course, what did you like? I like the goats, man. Oh, I forgot about the goats. Oh my god. Ah, the goats. If you yes. if you go if you need a reason to go watch this movie, go for the goats, man. If you don't go, go for, for any other goats. go for the goats. The goats man. were the goats were like the secret punchline that just kept on giving. 
It kept and giving. It didn't get old. <laughs> it did and it, not get And they didn't old. put it in places where like, why is it here? It fit wherever every they time. It fit every time. So the yes. ghost is one. Thor's new costume change. I actually liked it. It fits more with the whole space Viking theme. Yeah. Because like that's who Thor's supposed to be. Flashy. So just got well, a lightning. Actually, he wasn't. He was supposed to be the next king of Asgard. Right, but mm-hmm. now he went from being the king of Asgard to just the god of lightning and thunder. So that's who he is now. He's a god of thunder. He's yeah. Thor. And what highlighted that to me was also the soundtrack. The selection of music. Oh, yeah. It went straight 80s oh, vibe. man. Straight 80s vibe. It was, it did. It was you can, good. Yeah. You can tell whoever watched this watched a lot of MTV. It was a big MTV <laughs> like rock and roll. MTV in the 80s, like yeah. when they first started. ACDC. Type. Like you can yeah. tell whoever was in charge of the soundtrack was like, let's, let's, let's switch it up a bit. Yeah, it was good. I agree. So, yeah, the homage that was paid, one of the things I also liked was the homage that was paid to, I always get his name wrong, Hem, Hemdow? Hemdow? Thor's friend from the original Thor. Idris Elba. Idris Elba's character that used to open up the Bifrost. I always mess that name up. His son, Axel. Didn't know he had a Didn't son. know he had a kid, but he did help out a lot in that movie. And he, he played did. a fairly big role in it. And I just thought it was nice that we got to carry that character over because he pretty much has yes. the dad's power. So I just like that we got to still have a piece of that character. So right. that was that was really dope. All right, ratings, bro. All right. What was your final rating? My final rating? I absolutely 100%. Loved this movie, man. I know a lot of people, they go into the technicals (laughs) and all this other stuff, but it just had a certain heart about it. And I'm sorry to say it. I know some people won't agree with me. This is what Thor is supposed to be. He's a space Viking. This is what Thor is supposed to be. Listen, all of that into consideration, I get it. And I didn't, I can't say I took a technical stand. It was just all over the place. And there were other Thor movies that I loved and appreciated more. But this one, like I said in the beginning, my first impression, it was just lacking. It was missing something, not sure what. So, unfortunately, I hated it. Mm-hmm. Hated it. How many, hated it. How many hearts are we giving it? Four broken hearts. Ooh. I didn't give five broken hearts because I thought giving it five would be, you know, taking it personal. And I tried to just keep it professional. So I gave it four broken hearts. I hated it. Um, I do not recommend you go to the theaters and see it. If you can stream it on Disney Plus, save your money and stream it. I wholeheartedly disagree. Granted, it's not going to be a a five, but I I give it three solid hearts. There is a certain charm about this movie. And even in some places, it does tug on your heartstrings a little bit. Again, just in my opinion, I will agree with Sherry with this. I don't recommend you see it in theaters, all right? If you can stream it, stream it. But I personally, me, myself, I loved it. All right, so getting into the ratings now. Rotten Tomato currently has it. The critic score is at 68%, and the audience score is at 79%. So the audience is with me on this one. Yeah, and the critics are with me. So it seems like it's just a movie where we're all bound to be divided. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. This one does not have... Immediate. A full, you know, it's it, we're not welcoming it into the love club <laughs> this time because you know, unfortunately, I I couldn't love it. I could not love it. I wanted to. I really did. Well, I did. But yeah, it's a hate for me. It's a love for me. <laughs> All right, that wraps it up. You heard it here. Jay loved 
Thor Love and Thunder. Absolutely. I hated it. So that wraps up this week's episode. Please remember to subscribe, like, share all the things. Send us some hearts. Um, if you love us, and we'll see you next time.